So we've had this what if series because truthfully in our world right now, a lot of people are saying what if, and this is our third week. The first week we talked about what if your struggle is God's strategy to change your world? What if your struggle is his strategy or what if your disruption is his design? And the reality is it is. What if God is doing all of this crazy stuff as a part of his plan to impact his world in ways that it will never, ever be the same? And I really believe God is impacting this world through your life in ways that will never be the same. His strategy is all through this right now to do things, especially through all of this through your life, in your neighborhood, in your home. This whole thing, this struggle is a part of his strategy to change our world through us. Last week we talked about what if crisis conditions your message for maximum impact. And we finish with you may need to shelter in place, but don't shelter your love, don't shelter your joy, don't shelter your peace, don't shelter your message in place because crisis conditions your message for maximum impact. And this week we talk about what if one week could change the world? What if one week could change the world? And I know this coming week is a huge one in the life of our nation, but that's not the week I'm talking about. I know that there have been many world wars and major events that have altered the lives of many, events for which we rightly remember and honor people, but that's not what I'm talking about today either. What if one week could change the world? Well, one week did change the world. And it's quite possible that until you turn on the internet here this morning, that we may have forgotten today is Palm Sunday. This Friday is Good Friday. This coming up Sunday, this next Sunday is Easter Sunday. This is the very week that God used to change the world 2,000 years ago. And so today starts a week in the life of Jesus Christ that forever changed the course of history and of everything that's going on around us. And I don't want to be tone deaf to the genuine hurts of many. Yeah, I don't think I am because what Jesus did in this next week that we celebrate is the hope of all the situations that we go through. Jesus isn't a distraction to whatever we're going through. He is the deliverer to whatever we go through. And this week that we're just about to walk into celebrates that very reality beginning with today, Palm Sunday. Now what we're gonna talk about, what was his motivation going into this week? He knew even though he was celebrated on this day, 2,000 years ago, even though he was celebrated, he knew he was going into a week where he was going to be persecuted and tortured and die for the sins of humanity. And what was his motivation going into it? What drove him moving into it? And we're going to talk about that. He knew Friday was coming. 
What was his motivation going through the week? The week he knew he would die. What did that motivation look like? I want to read for you a passage of scripture. It's in 1 John 4, 9 through 10, and it lays this motivation out plainly and it describes it for us in vivid terms. Listen to these words. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Now, I just want to give to us today two very vivid descriptions from this text of what Jesus' motivation was moving into this week, the week that changed the world forever. His motivation of love. This is what love looks like according to God. Number one, God's love looks like this. Number one, he loved us first. He loved us first. Now, I often ask couples why they want to get married. Now, my time of pastoral ministry, about 28 years, I've done over 100 weddings and I get the opportunity to ask every couple, so why are you getting married? And normally they come out with all these positive answers like, you know, I love how they make me laugh or I love how we connect together. I love the beautiful things that they do for me or we make a really good team or they care so well for me or they think of me or they're a very good person. They go through all of these positive traits about the other person. That's why they want to get married. That's why they love the other person is all of those traits. Well, here's the thing that's different with God's love, different than our love. He loved us first. God's love is deeper. God's love is higher. God's love is greater. It's not rooted in what we've done for him. It's not based on our performance for him. Let me just be plain with you here this morning. God's love is actually despite us. It's despite our poor performance. It's despite all that we have going on in our lives. He loved us before we ever loved him. Romans 5, 8 lays it out plainly. It says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And this passage says not that we loved God. It wasn't that we loved him and so he saw that, but he loved us. God's love isn't like ours, thankfully. He loved us when we were unlovable. And just think at the beginning of this week, 2,000 years ago, everyone was praising Jesus. Everyone was saying Hosanna. Everyone was blessing Jesus. And they were throwing down these palm branches and, and he was riding on a donkey and he was going over them and they were praising him. And even the Pharisees, like Pastor Jonathan was saying, they were saying, get everyone to shut up. And they wouldn't. Everyone was singing Jesus' praises. And four days later, everyone was instead now screaming, crucify him. And all of their tunes changed. And even despite their change, even despite the reality that everyone turned on Jesus, 
His love didn't change. Jesus, his love is different than ours. His motivation going into this week is different than ours. He loved us first. His love doesn't change. It's not based on our performance for him. Here's the second thing about his love. This is the motivation going into this week. Second thing about his love is he sacrificed his life for our sin. His life, he gave it up for us. This is a time when all of us are called upon to give some level of sacrifice. For some of us, the sacrifices stay inside. Give up your normal routines. You know, sacrifice for some right now. You don't see your normal family. You don't see your loved ones. I read of a sacrifice yesterday of an individual, an, an older man with COVID-19. He was in the hospital and the doctors came to him with a ventilator and there was a shortage of the ventilators and he actually rejected it and said, don't give it to me, give it to someone else who needs it. And they did. And that night the man passed away. And so there's different levels of sacrifice for people today in this day and age. But let me just mention, Jesus 2,000 years ago came on mission. And he's the perfect son of God. And, and his mission was for us. It was a rescue mission because of us, because of our depravity, because of our sinfulness. And in loving us first, he came to rescue us from sin's punishment. And that's why he came to give his life. The Bible says a ransom or an atoning sacrifice. He died in our place for our sin. It's to rescue us who are far from God. And he took on flesh and blood to be the sacrifice who could bear on himself this punishment that we deserve for our sin. And here's the way John 15 says it from the words of Jesus himself. He says, greater love has no one than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. And Romans 5, 8 says, but God showed his love to us in this while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. What if one week, just think about it, what if one week could change the whole world? Well, I'm here to tell you, it did. One week did change the whole world. It's not this week, it was 2,000 years ago. And it's the week we celebrate this week right now, starting today, Palm Sunday. And it started off a whole lot different than it ended. And we think it started off great and it ended difficult Friday. And then it, on Sunday, boom, with the resurrection, it was phenomenal. Well, here's the reality. It really was great on Friday when Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice for our sin. And this week changed the world forever.
And don't let anything in this week keep us from remembering the love of Jesus Christ. Don't let anything in this current week or on the news keep us from remembering Christ's rescue mission for us, remembering that he died on the cross for our sin, that he rose from the dead to take upon himself the victory for our sin. What if one week could change the world? It did. It did. So what do we do with this? What do we do with his love? Well, I want to give us three things to think about here this morning. What we do with his love. There's three things. Number one, embrace it. Embrace his love. So I want you to understand this is not only a doctrine or a theology. We don't just realize in our minds that Jesus died for us. We believe it with our lives. We accept it. We embrace it. And so here's what that means. And maybe some of you are hearing this for the first time. But everyone needs to come to a point where we realize we are sinners. You know, we've done things that have put us on that unlovely side to God. He loves us despite the things that we have done and thought and said, the motives that we've had. And we need to believe that Jesus died on the cross to bear on himself the punishment for our sin. As a sinless sacrifice for us, he died in our place. We need to believe that. Acknowledge our sin, believe Jesus died for you, and then take the opportunity, share with him. Share with him that you believe that. And share it with someone else, too. That you believe Jesus died for you. Embrace it. Here's number two. Celebrate it. Of all weeks, we should celebrate it every week, but of all weeks, this is the week to celebrate God's love. Sing about it. Play worship songs all week long. Sing about it. Talk about it. Talk about it as a family in your home. Talk about it with your spouse. Connect with church families or with your small group and chat about it. Talk about it with your neighbor. They know it's Easter coming up. Mention it to them. Follow us online with reminders that we're going to have to celebrate this special week of Good Friday and of Easter. But we need to celebrate it. It's enough to celebrate it that even Pastor Jonathan got me up here to be a part of worship team today, if you can believe it celebrate it and then here's number three distribute it distribute it so first we embrace it it's a personal thing everyone needs to embrace God's love the reality that Jesus died for you you need to celebrate it and then number three you need to distribute it don't keep it to yourself and this is the beauty. If you read on one more verse, the writing says in 1 John 4, Dear friends, since God so loved us, so ought we also to love one another. 
love one another, distribute it, get it out there. And so even though you may stay distanced socially, don't be disconnected. Stay connected. It's the week of love. It's the week of God's love for us. Share his love with others. And here's who I want you to start with. Start with your spouse. Start right there. Don't, don't go far out. Start with your spouse. Start with your kids. Kids, start with your parents and start with your siblings. That's where you start distributing God's love. That's where you show it's real in your life. Then go to your neighbor. Then go to your coworker. Then co everyone you come in contact with, then begin to distribute this thing outward, but distribute it to the inner core and then work your way out from your home. We've got a basket at home in, uh, in our bedroom, Lisa's in my bedroom, that we're saving all of the cards and all of the notes that are coming from you folks to us. And we've got cards from, from you, our church family. We have a really special card from our neighbors that they sent to us, that's a keeper. We have cards from some of our kids' friends that have come in and um, all of those that are in there, these are people that are distributing God's love. We need to distribute it out. This past week, it went on our Facebook post to, um, to, to do 100% tip. Did you see that? Do 100% uh, tip on Tuesday to your takeout restaurant. Well, I'm gonna tell you what happened uh, for us. It wasn't Tuesday, it was Wednesday. And it was one of our kids' birthdays and we went to PGO's to pick up pizza. That's what they wanted. And I went in there and although it wasn't Tuesday, it was Wednesday and I, and I went in there and I thought, boy, what do I do? And I thought, you know, I'm just gonna go for it. And I, and I told the lady, I said, you know what? My church challenged me to love our community by doing a 100% tip. And this woman just burst out and she says, wow, I love your church. So I want you to know that PGOs loves you. They really do. But there's a lot of ways we can show God's love in our neighborhood. God's love goes a long way and it's gonna go even farther right now, today. So distribute it, don't hoard it. Social distancing doesn't have to keep us from doing it. Embrace his love personally, believe in your heart that Jesus died for you, for your sin. Embrace it, tell him, celebrate it, distribute it. What if one week, what if one week could change the whole world? Well, it did. And that week is still changing the world today through us. And we don't need a church building for that week to continue to change the world. We just need believers who live it out 
in the real world. So let's show the world that we don't just go to church, folks. We are the church. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for this week of love. Thank you for Jesus. And thank you that one week changed the world. It changed my world. And it changed the world of so many, even that are watching today in their homes. And God, I pray that through us, that week, with Christ's death on the cross and resurrection from the dead, it'll change the world of so many others as well. God, may we embrace the message of the gospel. May we celebrate the message of the gospel and may we distribute it practically to all around. And we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.